the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp. Morning, Ann. How you doing? Uh, <laughs> She's rich. Sorry, she... <laughs> You gotta, need to exercise a little bit, Ann. A little more upper upper body strength. Okay. We'll fix it. We'll fix it. it uh, Morton, how you doing? Well, I, I'm just fine. Just Rufus, fine. Uh, you you doing okay? Your upper body strength okay? Upper body strength okay. Breathing, yeah. walking upright. <laughs> I'm glad. Fine. I am thankful for that, my friend. We've had to have our leader back. Well, I'll tell you, I'm uh, I've been on vacation this week. I was here last <coughs> excuse me last Saturday. But uh, yeah, I've been off off this week, and it's uh, so been pretty nice, <laughs> actually. It's nice to get away once in a while. Paul, if I can move this monitor, I can see you. I don't know. <coughs> Excuse me. I think I swallowed some dust in the studio. But uh, Paul McKenzie of the uh, Cooperative Extension Service in Vance and Warren County is with us. Morning to you, my friend. Good morning, sir. Pleasure to be here. Thank you for driving all the way down here. That's uh, that's pretty good drive. It's it's you know there's some pleasant vistas on the way. They are, yeah. there are. I, I, you get I, I don't know where you if you have to get to Kittrell or, or yeah. where before it's kind of you know it's not as populated. Right, right. Well, if you're right. driving down here, Paul, it's all downhill, isn't it? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, if you if you come from Roxborough, it is. I know that. Yeah. You co- you coast. Right, right. Just, just just get on and fall down the drive. Mike and I were coasting one time around Roxborough, all over the county. No, we didn't make it to Roxborough. We just made it to Timberlake and then to uh, whatever the where where else did we go? I never can think of a little uh, little community where there. Yeah, we went to a restaurant with Dave Bratcher, but uh, I'll think of it. But yeah, we we took a little. We didn't. I didn't use GPS and. We were given all kinds of directions to uh, to get back to Raleigh. Well, uh, needless to say, Rufus and I had, a, had quite a tour of of at least uh, eastern Orange County and yeah. uh, western. We discovered where, where Guest Road in Durham ends up, and that's right, it comes to a dead end up in Person <laughs> County. <laughs> And a nice, nice pasture area. It's very. Uh, well, I, I, the ice cream lady, I remember her direction. She said, "It's over yonder." 
So did you make it into the pastor? No, 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 no. Okay. This was uh, this was kind of uh, at, at the uh, dead end. <clears throat> yeah, it intersected with another so road that stop. we were on. Well, we yeah, okay. we, we we stopped we and went and stopped, stopped and went. Whenever there was a stop sign, <laughs> stop and go, stop and go. Okay. Then I turned my my. Uh, I mean, I knew where it was at that point, but uh, uh, the GPS certainly does help out in the hinterlands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And don't ever let three or four different people <laughs> no. who live in the same place tell you how to get back to, to Raleigh or to Durham because they all have a different opinion. Mm-hmm. I've, I've found that out. 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. Uh, Dave Bradshaw, I've just picked up a pen that he sent me, WKRX FM, W. R-X-O-A-M. So I guess uh, we were on W-R-X-O-A-M doing the show with uh, Rob Ford uh, a couple of years ago, it is now, in September in Timberlake at uh, T.G. Brooks' store. And that was a blast. It really was. We had a, It's only an hour show, but we we did it. You do a, you do a show in... Henderson, don't you? I do a, a weekly show on. How long does that last? Is that, is that an hour? Thirty minutes. Twenty-five 30 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Golly, well that goes by just like that, doesn't it? W I Z S. Yeah. How about that? Well, that's yeah. good. And you come on right after the show. Right after <coughs> I the show. do. Yes, sir. Yes, you do. What day? I mean, is that during the week? Tuesday at eleven thirty. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on with the news right after yeah. us. Well, we're glad there's some. Some garden shows out there. We hope you will uh, listen to ours, too. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley, uh, Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmiston. And uh, this morning, we're honored to have our, our friend uh, Paul McKenzie. Paul, uh, how are the master gardeners doing through all of this heat? Are they still out they're, working? They're unstoppable. <laughs> That's I, a good I, thing. I mean, essentially, yeah, they're unstoppable. Um, you know, they're getting out in the mornings and... Uh, doing weeding and watering and and uh, sitting in the shade for a little bit and laughing and talking. That's the best time to do it. Is yeah. I, I have found walking this week, uh, certainly. We were down at Keel Island. You talk about humid. Mm-hmm. It, was, uh, it was very tropical down there. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but it uh, was very, very tropical. And um, so I, I was out some, but mainly in the morning. Mm-hmm. And it, um, yeah, I mean, you can do it if you're, if you're careful, if you yeah. hydrate it's, it's and everything. Small chunks, hydrate, protect yourself from the sun. All so what? The, what were they working on? The well, we've got our big, uh, you know, pollinator garden at the Vance County Regional Farmers Market. Right. And uh, quite a quite a bit of effort goes into keeping that weeded and watered this time of year. Yeah. And then we'll do some improvements to it. Because it's pretty much an open space except for <clears> a, a lawn area and shrubs and flowers yeah you don't have a lot of trees right there. right it's it's full sun yeah it's all do full you have sun. any trees uh, or have we, you have you planted any? we put in a couple japanese maples and we've got some shrubs yeah but um yeah it's full sun do you make a, let me make a good recommendation for a butterfly garden mexican sunflowers they love those things and they start blooming about now and they come back up from seed. Uh, it's sort of a dahlia-looking bloom, as most people that grow them. They know. get very tall. Yeah, they'll too. get they'll get up yeah. there six feet. Some of them. But what I do, 
when they get about three feet tall, I start clipping back hmm. because it has a sort of weak root system that'll fall over the first big rain. So I start cutting them back uh-huh. uh, long about long about now. Uh-huh. So you get blooms all the way up to frost. Hmm. Nice. Great great butterfly garden. I think we may have that at the at the garden at the farmers market in Henderson. I'm sure that the, the idea that. is to have something blooming all oh that's all year. That's the well, yeah. All, at Most least of the year. at least through the growing season for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's one thing a lot of people lack <coughs> in their landscapes for the beneficial insects is those late fall bloomers. Joe pieweed, goldenrod. There's a lot of asters, the Mexican sunflower. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things you can you can plant, and then you've got the blossoms in in the late summer too, when a lot of a lot of other landscapes yeah are going to be looking kind of drab. Joe pieweed is a very interesting plant. It is. It's pretty big. Well, but there are some cultivars that stay shorter. I, oh. I don't know the names of them, but um, there there are some cultivars that are more manageable. Yeah, and in, you can see them in ditch banks uh, along yeah. the way you do. Yeah. Daylilies during the spring, yeah, but they're they're a great pollinator. Plant. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Very very easy to grow. Mm-hmm. I wonder who Joe Pieweed was. <laughs> who was you, named, you who was was, named after? I think Joe. He was, Pie, Joe he was Pie a maybe. judge down in Pender County, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, <laughs> he, he got impeached. <laughs> <laughs> no, if he got impeached, he got impeached in the Sand Hills. <laughs> now we're getting into it. Yeah. We've all woken up now. <laughs> uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. And uh, something that is blooming is ginger lilies. Mm-hmm. Do you all have any ginger lilies in in your uh, your area? I don't think we have any at the demonstration garden at the farmer's market. A lot of people up in Henderson have, do you see? They, uh, ginger lilies blooming? I, I think they're fairly common. Yeah. Yeah. I have uh, I have white ones that are primarily the white ones. But I, I do I do now have uh Disney orange that's kind oh, you of, got kind of you finally got one. Got one from Phil and they, they uh they're very, very interesting looking. Yeah. Kind of a different look. Now they will bloom earlier <laughs> than your white one. Your orchid like Yeah. They mine have already faded down. But the, it's a good contrast, and of course they're they're like a an iris. They they can be divided. They certainly can. They look like they. I mean, the huge stalks that look like corn. Right. And you can uh, <laughs> people wonder what the where are you growing? I said, why is he grow, growing that cornfield? But gosh, the blooms smell so good. Now, is it planted like like a bulb or a rhizome? Yeah, it's okay. a rhizome like yeah. thing. Yeah, because they do. They do pop up. Not, not. I mean, they they pop up in the same area. Mm-hmm. They they're not like they aren't invasive or anything. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Whether it's ginger lilies, whatever, give us a call. Let's go to uh, Scott and Creedmoor. Scott, good morning, around WPTF. Or it's or Doug. We'll go to Doug. Good morning. Hey, Doug. Uh. Appreciate y'all's show. Uh, I'm preparing uh, for uh, overseeding my fescue lawn right at the moment, uh, raking up the dead grass and preparing that. And I uh, got a soil test from the uh, uh, agronomics division, being ready for or like the overseeding. But I've got some uh, uh, bare spots that I want to take care of. So I went to a uh, place where they uh, sell topsoil.
talking about, you know, what to apply. And they had he made two recommendations. He said we've got uh, screen top soil with 50% compost, and we've got sand, uh, 70% sand with 30% compost. And so I'm for leveling it out, my lawn out. I was wondering what you guys would recommend, or if you have something uh, different than what this gentleman was recommending. Are right. you are you in the uh, sandy part of Wake County? No. Okay. Uh, are, what what area are you trying to amend? At what size? Like how many square feet approximately? Right. Well, I, I'm, I've got the, my lawn is not perfectly not level, so I'm trying to level that all out so get it smooth. So I'm I'm going to apply the topsoil uh, to the lar- overall the, the area entire lawn, trying to get the, to level that out. And then you're going to till it all up. Uh. Well, uh, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm overseeding. I have a good crop of grass, don't get me wrong. But i got a lot of spots in it that don't have grass. So I'm filling, filling those in. Some of them is uh, half inch deep to, you know, to a lot less. So I want to fill in those spots. Yeah. Well, of those choices, I would go for the, the one that does not have the sand. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't quite hear No, sa- No sand. No sand. Right. Okay. All right. That was yeah. that was my main concern. And it and it might even work just to use straight compost if you could find that. Oh really? Okay. I, I thought that might damage the the. the no, I mean you know as a matter of fact, I think many of the the makers of uh, the the seed manufacturers or the fertilizer manufacturers, like uh, you know, some of the better known ones, actually make. The combinations they have the seed, the fertilizer, and the the compost inside the bags. I use black cow for spots like that. Okay. Yeah. If you if That's you're just, certainly a great option. Yeah. If you're just filling in a couple of spots that you want to build up a little bit, uh-huh. um, the black cow would be fine, or or just any straight compost material. Uh, and, and but you do want to kind of mix it into the top three or four inches of your soil if you can. Um, but if you do want to go with that bulk topsoil, then uh, choose the one that does not have sand. Okay. All right. But but the the fifty fifty compost and topsoil would be okay. Th- that would probably be fine. I mean, it, it's you know topsoil is a little bit of an unknown. Right. <laughs> um. So what's is it mostly clay? Is it uh, you know what's what's the composition? But um, of of the choices you've described, I would go with the one that did not have sand. Okay, all right. I appreciate appreciate the information. Let us know how that works for you, Doug. Right, I will. Thanks Please do. Please call us back. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. I believe Scott is in Creedmoor. Scott. Good morning. You're on WPTF. Yes, I'm here. How are y'all doing? We're great. I hope you're well, my friend. Well, I'm uh, concluding a 18-hour day, and uh, I'm on, way, on my way home from work. I enjoy your show every Saturday on my way home. And, uh, well, good gracious. A that's, a, that's a lot of work. Yes, it is. Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, you, relax. Take some time to relax. <laughs> What kind of work do you do, Scott, that requires all that time? I want to avoid it. Uh, <laughs> I do, too. 
I'm a truck driver, actually. Oh, mm-hmm. God God bless you, man. That mm-hmm. That is a... Uh, <laughs> A, a great life. Uh, it can be a great life, but I, I, I know it's a tough life. You, know, you, you have to be so alert. It owns your life too. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, how far away do you travel when you go? Uh, well, I get home every day, but um, I go down to mostly down to South Carolina, anywhere between Augusta and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that that certainly takes a while. A lot of cars heading heading in both directions down there. Well, I'm. So do you uh, do you garden to relax or? A l- yeah, a little bit. My wife uh, pretty much runs the garden. <laughs> yeah. So how can uh, we help you? Well, she planted some. Uh, she bought some thornless blackberry plants uh, last year, and we planted them, and they just went crazy and uh i think she put too many of them together and it it just got real thick and it's got uh a lot of long uh runners that uh, we need to cut them back and i was just wondering is this the time of year to do that and transplant them to send them out or when's a good time to to cut them back I don't think I'd do it right now. I, it, everything is under so much stress. Uh, Paul, what would you say? Well, um, I may have to look that up during the break, but I, I do know that when you're pruning them, you want to prune out the older canes. Um, so, so if you look at the if you look at your patch, you'll see that you've got a lot of shoots that came out this year. A lot of canes that come out came out this year. And you can tell looking at the, the the color of the stem, which are the new canes and which are the old ones. And it's the new ones that you want to leave and the old ones that you want to cut out. And I was thinking that summer was the time after after they after they're finished fruiting. I was thinking that that's the time to cut out those old canes. Um, would you do do general pruning then and move it? Or would you wait until fall? If you want to, if you want to transplant, I'd definitely wait until probably November. Yeah. If you want to do some digging oh, okay. and dividing, I'd wait until November. Rufus, do you have blackberry plants? I, I, I gave it up because exactly what Scott was talking about—they they just got unmanageable, and I depend on the side of the road now. <laughs> Which, do you, and they're, and they're do just you stop? Good. Do you stop and pick well, no, blackberries? No, as, as you go into my home on the right side. Right beside the road, uh, some blackberry bushes. Do you have a stop sign that you can, or well, do you I, have someone who you, can? I stand know you're going to want me to put the stand up out there and sell blackberries. <laughs> well, it would be safer if you just stayed on one side of the road. Yeah, when you cut those, Scott, go all the way to the ground. Those old canes out. Okay. Yeah. And then all and, right. And then the canes that are left, if you need to head them back, I'd wait and do that in like March. Oh, okay. If you want to, the, the canes that you leave, the the new canes that you leave, if you want to make them shorter, wait until March. There is a, if you, if you go online, go uh, look for blackberries for the home garden. It's an NC state extension publication. Okay. Blackberries for the home garden, and it will describe, I think, most of, uh, if you forget what we've told you, you can um, 
refer to this? Because it has pruning and training and all of that. Awesome. So. All right, great. I appreciate the info. Get some rest, and thanks so much for listening and uh, being a part of the family, Al. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, take care. Have a great weekend. You too now. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. We'll uh, talk to Al coming up. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. It's 827. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 8.33. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston, the uh, former <coughs> Secretary of State and Attorney General and Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee and the current Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina. Yeah, a great. <laughs> uh, no, he's great. He's a great gardener. And uh, Paul McKenzie, who is an extension agent, he's a busy guy. He's, he's in charge of... Uh, horticulture for uh, Warren County and Vance County. So in, you're back and forth and back and forth. In charge of horticulture. You're in charge of horticulture. <laughs> Who says you're not? Mike Raley said it. So. I, I'm, well, I mean, That's, on this show, you no, are. And I'll you. I'll certainly debate your boss. <laughs> Both your, of them. Do your subjects obey you since you're in charge? All the plants, trees, fruits, <laughs> vegetables. And the master gardeners. Lawns. Well, I'm sure you don't order anybody around, but but you're in charge of it as far as I'm, I'm a, concerned. I'm a benevolent ruler. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Very good. Not like Caesar. Okay. He said benevolent, not malevolent. <laughs> or malef- maleficent. Was that, a, was that the witch in uh, Sleeping Beauty? Huh? Okay. Uh, Enough of that. Al has been waiting. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. How are you? I think we're okay. Very good. <laughs> what kind of fertilizer do we need to put on fig trees and when? I'm going to answer that first. <laughs> I have some fig trees that are, Paul, they are, Al, they would be close to 75 years old. I've never touched them, and they're just loaded right now. I've never put a thing on them except water. And and they're making fruit, so if you, if you apply... If you're not careful how much nitrogen you put on them, they won't produce as much fruit. They'll produce more leaves, won't they, Paul? That is correct. Do you, do you have some reason to think they might need fertilizer? Uh, two of them has just been set out. Well, you definitely wouldn't want to put them out for those, I think. I, don't you wait to, to apply fertilizer yeah, if you're gonna, on a newly planted? If you're going to fertilize... A, a, a tree or a, you know a fruit tree an ornamental tree uh, anything like that uh, early spring would be the time to do that maybe late march early april and i would use a slow release fertilizer very um, low in nitrogen and they're probably it, i mean there are fertilizers that are they're specifically made for fruit trees aren't there i, I imagine so i mean i mean you know if so it's a new planting. Do you have any idea what the soil conditions were? Um, some of it's clay. Some of it's uh, fairly, fairly good soil. Uh, was it an area that had been fertilized in the past because it was a lawn area? No. Okay. You, you might need some phosphorus. So I, I, I definitely look for something that had some phosphorus in it. Phosphorus. Okay. Yeah, that's that's the middle number. Um, 
on the bag, you know, 10, 10, 10, or 8, 0, 24. It's always the middle number is the phosphorus. You said 10, 10, 10. What well, was I'm, one I'm, just, I, no, I'm just giving you, don't, don't do 10, 10, 10. Oh, that's or, not or, slow release. Yeah, that's it, a, more of an agricultural fertilizer. Find, find something uh, slow release <laughs> where the middle number is, you know, equal or a little higher to the first number. Okay. The first number is the nitrogen, and you want that as low as possible, I would think, for this. Yeah, you don't want to ever do the nitrogen. But if you, if you use a slow release, you'll, you sh- you should be fine. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. You too, Al. What, what kind of figs are they, Al? He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's already out of his fig tree. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I imagine it's brown turkey or Celeste. Uh, there, there are several different varieties now uh there's there's uh magnolia there's brunswick hmm. all kinds of i don't know how you can be the celeste but rufus i support your approach i mean once they're established if they're growing well and they're producing yeah don't fertilize them yeah. i don't i don't okay. fertilize much of anything maybe uh a couple of roses that i have mm-hmm. but other than mm-hmm. that i mean rufus and i both have a Tequila Sunrise Rose. I think it's a Grand Flora. I'm not sure, but I know it, that sucker is about six feet tall. It's, they they grow big. They grow these beautiful flowers that kind of change colors. They're little red, pink, orange, yellow in them, depending on the where they are in their growth cycle, and they just keep they just keep on going. I use uh, Bayer All in One. Yeah, that's what I do, and that that has a, about every six weeks. So apply a yeah. little bit of that, not much, and that seems to to keep these. It's a, it's I've had it for several years, and Phil Campbell had one out beside uh, an old cabin that they was kind of the centerpiece of of their place. It st- still is now that they've moved, but it it really caught my eye because of the color of the blooms and it has a, it has a slight bit of fragrance it's not it's not like a tea uh, uh, a um, i don't know there've been a lot of different ones what's, what's the cultivar again tequila sunrise tequila sunrise yeah hmm. and it's 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 really nice it's dependable do you, you don't have to spray it for black spot all the I time i haven't i haven't done anything except put the, uh, you, apply you that the, i'm not the, sure i would have to even use the bear all-in-one but i do i think the bear all-in-one probably has some uh, insecticide it does. in it so that, it, it that is, probably helps and, with, the, and with the black it has uh, white flies and aphids white probably. flies and aphids and yeah. also the uh, black spot i haven't noticed any any but I, I suspect they're they've got some resistance to the black spot because I, I don't think the bear all-in-one has a fungicide in it but, I think it does. Yeah, it does. Does it? Yeah. It does. yeah. It's three in one. Yeah, three in one. Actually, all in one. They call it all in one. It's at three. Okay. It has fertilizer. It has uh, insecticide, and it has herbicide in it, or not herbicide, fungicide. but fungicide. But it's it's very it's very good, and and I use the granular. Makes it very convenient. Mm-hmm. You can you can buy the buy it in in small containers unless you you know have a lot of a lot of roses. But, uh, yeah, that's not bad. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. When do you uh, recruit for uh, more of uh, your master gardeners? When is there another 
class. Well, we're in the middle of class, actually. Oh, we, are you we, teaching class? We, we just started class. We had a little tr- – I, I, I didn't re- re- have great success recruiting people this time, but I've got – I've got five that are really excited and interested, and it's fun, and I, they're going to make great contributions. Um, and and I think people are just a little hesitant because of you know the pandemic and everything, and lives being <clears throat> a little uncertain. But um, uh, but yeah, we're well, in the they'll, they'll catch you next time. Yeah, and and <laughs> usually yeah. we do it every other year, but since we've got a smaller group, uh, we we might have training next year as well so but we usually start our training in um late july is when we start okay yeah yeah all the all the different extension services are different some start in january right right but uh yeah and it describe describe the program it's it's 40 hours of training and it's it's intense i mean it's kind of like going through a semester-long course uh and we cover Fruits, vegetables, trees, turf, insects, weeds, disease, um, landscape design. Uh, you know, I mean, you get very basic level information on each of those topics. Um, but, um, you know, you, you need to do some independent study and, and read the manual. And uh, you come out, you come out learn, learning quite a bit. And then, you know, the great thing is once you're done with the initial training, uh, you join a group where it's continuous learning. Uh, you, you, you never stop learning. You, you learn through the activities you per- participate in. If you're helping maintain a garden, you're going to learn from the other people that are working in that garden. Uh, if you're writing from the newsletter, you get to research a topic and write about it. Um, and then we have fantastic presenters at our monthly meetings. We had Gerald Adams last year. Did you? Come, Great. Come and, come yeah, and speak he's to a lot us of about, fun. He's, uh, oh, he's he's very knowledgeable. He's fantastic. Yeah, he he told told us all all his secrets for container gardening. Yeah, it was it was fantastic. And this guy majored in political science and speech at Carolina, <laughs> but he grew up he grew up on a he grew up on a tobacco farm. He's he's a so top notch he, gardener. He There's sure is, no doubt. I mean, you if you could have seen the the and I'm sure the governor's mansion still grounds are still pretty, but when he uh, Ran the operation mm-hmm. over there. Wow. Yeah. It was really something. Was, yeah. Things were really going all the things changing all the time and adding stuff, digging something up. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a huge, I think both of us, Rufus, we have both have a cutting that's now probably a big fig bush from that brown turkey that's, oh, yes. that's on the grounds of the governor's mansion. Speaking of uh, NC State in Carolina, I went to a gathering of the Pullen Society at NC State. That's for some of us that have given a little, little money to the uh, university one way or another, and that, that should redeem me a little bit, Paul. <laughs> it does. Uh, we appreciate well, I know it. you're a supporter of NC State. Yeah, and I spoke to Chancellor Randy Woodson, and I said, mm-hmm. we talk about you occasionally, Chancellor, on the Weekend Gardener Show. We'd love to have you come on sometime. He said, anytime. So let's follow up on that. That's a good one to get on. That's your assignment. That's my assignment. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've been assigned. How about, how about Dean Linton? Col- yeah. College of Ag and Life Sciences. Yeah. He'd be fun. He'd be great. Is he, yeah. is he a horticulturist? or? Oh, you know, I think he might be poultry. 
But he'd Talk still be fun. So Lucy Bradley, he's a super that's, nice guy. Uh, the master garden in charge of the master gardener program. That is she, correct, I, yeah. She said that she would uh, maybe join us for a show in the fall. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. She's 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 fantastic. Yeah. 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 So I'll uh, I'll try back with her this fall and see if she has time. Now we have a uh, we have a gentleman coming on the 18th of September. I believe he's in charge of or uh, maybe a horticulturist at the Botanical Gardens. So he's going to be on. He's going to be on with Gerald. Gerald's going to be in too. Oh, the Chapel Hill Botanical Gardens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they've they've got terrific one. people there. They really is, do. I love, got I love the Botanical Gardens. My my wife's yeah. aunt. Aunt Mercer Hubbard uh, is the uh, herb garden is named after her. Oh wow! So That's she was impressive. she was quite a gardener. I have a little story about the botanical garden when I was Attorney General. Doctor Richie Bell Mm-mm. was in charge of the botanical garden at Chapel Hill. He called me up and he said, "Mr. Attorney General, I have a question. May I grow a marijuana plant?" <laughs> I said, "Well, Doctor Richie Bell." I think we can make an exception here, and I'll call all the dogs off. Just don't let the students get in there and have a lot of fun with it. (laughs) So he wanted to do one for experimentation, and Dr. Richie Bell grew his marijuana plant, and there was no adverse consequences, whatever. I'm sure they weren't. That is good. That's a great story. Uh, If you haven't had a chance, we have such great gardens. the, of course, the, the Arboretum at NC State, but uh, in Chapel Hill, I mean, Chapel Hill is a beautiful town anyway, but there's a, a botanical garden there. The the public gardens that we have in, in the Triangle, I mean— Yeah, Duke, of course, Duke it, Gardens. We're, we're just blessed. Yeah. It's, it's phenomenal to have those three fa- fantastic internationally known, uh, you know, gardens right here. Yeah. I'd love to see somebody minutes. do a— a book on the public gardens in North Carolina. I, I don't think I've ever seen one. Well, that would, that would why be fantastic. don't you? Well, I don't have the. I'll stick with my fiction writing about, about myself. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. That was fiction? Well, that's what some of my friends said. What, how did you come up with that? Uh, yeah, Dr. Woodson is a horticulturist. I don't know if he is. I don't know if it's plant pathology or whatever he, was his specialty. He has other things to worry about now. But, you know, Gerald Gerald Adams is uh, one of the people in charge at the uh, – he's a supervisor at, I believe, at, at the Centennial Campus. Yes, and part of yes. his realm is the chancellor's, um, the chancellor's residence. Right, you know? right. Yep. So he uh, he knows the Gerald. Chancellor. Gerald has the connection. <laughs> he he does, and so does Rufus. Thank goodness. Well, he at least recognized me, even even though I'm from the other school. <laughs> well, I mean, you you've crossed you've crossed the ocean. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm ambidextrous. And there's a big ocean between NC State and Carolina. I guarantee you. <laughs> oh, I love them both. Yeah. Come get come game time. Let's let's just agree to disagree. Rhonda Garrison's li- our our former ag director here at uh, Curtis Media is listening this morning. Rhonda, are you are you listening down to the coast? That's my question too. She was talking about uh, Dr. Woodson and his connect. He's 
horticulturist, of course, um, but uh, before he went into administration. Mm-hmm. At any rate, 919-860-9783. You can listen at WPTF.com. You can listen over the air at, uh, at WPTF uh, AM 680 or FM 98.5 here in the Raleigh area. And uh, the AM goes far beyond that. You can uh, listen at TuneIn Radio. Uh, and you, there's a podcast on uh, if you have Apple or Google or any of the podcast outlets, you can get uh, the, the Weekend Gardener podcast uh, after, after, you know, later on in the day. Uh, 919-8609, and there are a bunch of episodes. You can go back to, to episodes, too, the, one, the ones, uh, the podcast outlets that I have. 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardeners straight ahead. Coming up, we'll talk to Stephen Garner and others. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 8.54, and Steve is in Garner here on the Weekend Gardener. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, I didn't hear it uh, last week. Did anybody determine whether there were two different types of uh, nuts edge? Yes, there are. There are, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's more, yellow there's, and purple. There's there? more than two. I mean, there's probably lots of, but but most commonly in the landscape, you'll see either the purple or the or the yellow. Okay, I just, I just want to make sure because do you have both of them or none? I have both of them. Yes, and mm. and I make a very good crop every year. Uh, it's just one of those things that when you grow daylilies, that's. It, that looks so much like a daylily that uh, it gets mixed in with the uh, when you buy some plants, and then, then, then once it's infested your garden, it's mm. there. It's just next next to somebody did somebody determined that you needed to blast it out with TNT last week. Is that? <laughs> I think that was Rufus's comment. Yeah, wasn't that? A, well, yeah, but that. But then you you sacrifice the rest of your garden. <laughs> well, you can certainly start all over. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, one one consolation: your soil would be uh, fractured. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. then you can I add amendments. Wanted, I didn't hear it, so I just wanted to see if uh, if it was determined that 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 that's uh, that's what we determined. Yes. Okay. Steve, well, you have any you. any late blooming daylilies? Uh, yeah, we had uh, five yesterday, and we're probably going to have four or five today. We've got some that are not used. We're not used to seeing them bloom late that are blooming late. So, yeah, we've got some late lates, but it's uh, definitely down to the point where we're we're just doing cleanup now and getting ready to put the bed to sleep. Yeah, I don't blame you. It's, it's too hot. <laughs> Too well, hot for daylilies or humans. Yeah. Do you do you cut the fans off? Here, here, no, no, we just let them die. And then uh, in the spring, my wife will go around and clean up the mess off the off the uh, ground. Well, you sit in a lounge chair and watch. No, I have uh, other duties. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's a list. Uh, but uh, the. Uh, 
Yeah, the, we just let the fans die to the ground. I got Because the theory is that any nutrients that are still in the leaves will be sucked down into the root. So that's what we're, that's our theory anyway. Yeah. I think that's true of, of any of the bulb type plants. They, they You leave the green you know, for the tulips, for the daffodils, et cetera, and they soak up as much as they can. And then you, yeah. I guess you cut. All right, guys. Yeah. So we'll call you back in a month. Thank you, sir. We'll I'll see you. listen to you while we're out on the road. All right. Be careful. On your podcast. Yeah, yeah, please do, Steve. All right. Thank you. Thanks very much. Emily is in Chapel Hill. Emily, we only have a couple of minutes, but uh, how can we help you? Thank y'all. I was going to call and ask you a little bit about my strawberry pad that I just kind of started here, I guess, about a year ago. And um, don't have much experience with it, have a very small lawn, and didn't know what I can do to have a bumper crop next year. How, how big of a patch is it, and, and where is it planted? It is planted, um, I guess, I don't know what to say. It's in my alley in our little neighborhood, and it's um, not very big, maybe 25 feet long, but only about six feet deep and, and there's there's other little plants in it um mixed with it and, and you have you have full sun in your your alley it's morning sun um which i love um so everything grows better there um but it, it's pretty sunny i would call it uh mostly sunny during yeah you need you really need about eight hours of um uh, of sun did you i better have that i better great okay yeah. We're, uh, can you hold on, Emily? We'll talk a little more about that uh, after the news. Sure. All right, great. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, strawberries, and, and by the way, there is a, a publication, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about that, uh, that you can enlist the help uh, from the Extension Service. If you have any more questions, 919-860-9783. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. 